Cuties and babies and friends of mine that are listening to this, welcome to this will be episode two of Extra Noise. Um, today I'm with Leah and we are going to talk about anything that comes up. I want to talk about modern romance, who Leah is, so you guys know, and whatever else comes up. Um, Leah is a um, uh, I don't know how to describe Leah. I, she is very, she's a, she is very influential to me. She's helped me through tough times. She has been, um, been a great inspiration to me in terms of my perspective, and I'm happy to have you on the podcast, Leah. Thank you for having me. I'm really stoked to be here. Um, so, um, I know we've already talked about this, but let's capture it, um, how how are you doing today? What's what's today what's today been like so far for you? Um, well, if I'm gonna be completely honest, I just uh, flew back from Nepal a few days ago, and I am I haven't been sleeping. So this morning I woke up with like a really nice like dirty cry, you know, one of those like really like raw ones, where <laughs> yeah. you're like rubbing the snot on your shirt, and your dog's like licking your tears. That and sounds cleansing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And then I got to call my best friend, and he got to tell me, you know, like, breathe. <laughs> so, um, you know, just a normal day. <laughs> Took a shower, got out in the sunshine, you know. Um, so good, honestly. It feels good, I, th I think, for me to um, honor that buildup of emotion when it comes and just kind of, like, let it move through the body and not attach to it too much or, like, make it wrong or bad or anything and just kind of let it, like move and laugh about it and like and then be here right now so yeah. here i am <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have like a morning ritual like do you have like do you, is there something that you do every single morning that, that you're pretty consistent with or do you mix it up um i would love to say that i wake up every morning and you know like i meditate or i work out i don't in all honesty mornings are my hardest time like i usually typically wake up feeling like kind of like bummed out and like just kind of like heavy and groggy like I'm just not a morning person and so my first thing that I do in the morning is I turn over and I look at my dog and I sing him this song um, and he'll usually like do something goofy and silly and that usually starts my day laughing okay you know? um, that's good yeah and so that has kind of become like my morning ritual is like singing the song to him and then just spending some time connecting and getting back in my body and like laughing and I might do a prayer I might do some meditation but that is my one solid that I'll always try and do that's amazing I wow because I just get up and say hey I'm getting up right now I gotta start whatever I need to do and that is uh I feel like yours is way more graceful than mine <laughs> <laughs> just make my breakfast I just it's so simple for me it's just like wake up feed feed this body and go <laughs> mm. so uh yeah um the first thing so so for the audience that's listening I want you to kind of share um what you do what you specialize in and um if you don't mind how, how you how you got to this position how you how you found yourself where you're at yeah for sure um, so I, um, the stuff that I do, you know, in this mm -hmm. world, um, I do spiritual mentorship. Um, I do energy healing. I work with animals, training, animal communication, animal behavior, uh, teach yoga, guided hikes. I make raw vegan chocolate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so very simple and <laughs> clear. Yeah. I, I do a lot of things, but they're all, um, expressions and pieces of, of pieces that really make me me um and it 
it's taken a lot of years of refining, honestly, mm -hmm. and figuring out what that is. Um, I remember, honestly, like probably three years ago, where I was like, I had this business that I built up doing like plant install design and maintenance, and I had this realization, I have always loved working with animals, and yet I never got paid to work with animals. And so I was like, what are you doing? Like, why are you like stalling on doing this thing that you love and getting paid for it? And so I like started implementing that into my practice, you know, of what I offer. Um, how I got here, so in all honesty, um, my entire 20s were like this epic just cluster, you know, really lost, really confused, um, pretty bad drug addiction, bad marriage, um, pretty abusive marriage, and I had a near-death experience. And um, that is what changed everything for me. Um, I'd say before that, I was uh, atheist. Um, and really bitter, you know, and with the near-death experience, I was kind of like offered this opportunity, you know, I just, I met this like being of love, I call it, you know, like, because that's all it was, it was just love, and it was just like, hey, like, you can totally leave the body if you want, you know, no, no judgment there, or you can come back and finally live your purpose. And I remembered before that, everyone always, had always said to me, like, Leah, there's something special about you. And I'd be like, well, what is it? You know, like, that made me so mad, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it wasn't like I came back into the body. And it was funny, because, like, the old athlete in me was like, okay, put me back in, coach. I'm ready to play, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's try this on. And it really wasn't, it wasn't something that came back immediately. When I came back into the body, um, I couldn't walk. Like, my, my physical body was, um, I had a lot of um, issues. Um, I couldn't read for, like, almost three years. Oh. Um, and I was very proud of my intellectualism. Yeah. Um, and so, really, what started was um, I had to learn how to heal myself. Um, I started with changing the foods that I ate. Mm -hmm. um, I drastically changed everything. And now I, I have a mostly vegan diet. I say mostly vegan because, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 there's just, you know, there's we know. <laughs> some things you've got to have a wiggle room on. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. um, and that really helped to, to heal my body. And I realized it was a massive contributor to my depression, my anxiety, my physical aches and pains. And so began healing in that way. And then um, I kind of got to this place where it was like, okay, this has only gotten me so far. What's next? And I got guided into energy healing, which was something I'd never been interested in before. Um, and I actually found a practice called pranic healing, uh, which I love because it was designed by an engineer. And so it really satisfied my linear mind, my you know rational reasoning mm -hmm. mind, mm -hmm. and it explained what was happening and why. Okay. Um, and through that, <clears throat> excuse me, through the energy healing, like that really shifted things for me, you know. And then I started going back and healing my family dynamics. You know, uh, speaking up for myself, learning how to set boundaries, learning to become aware of my areas of where I was manipulating, where I was being deceitful, or where I was playing the victim. You know, what were these stories that I was continually playing out and perpetuating in my life? Because in truth, like, people are really just reflections of what's going on inside of us. You know, and so I really had to take good, long, hard looks of not only who I was surrounding myself with, but how I was contributing to the problem. And so setting healthy boundaries became a big one for me too. Mm -hmm. um, and lost a lot of, of friends in that one, but yeah. in the good way, you know, because I was finally learning how to practice self-love and what felt good for me and what didn't. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that has been like my process of learning how to heal myself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Finding a spiritual practice for me that really fits. You know, I am, it's not probably overtly obvious, but like, I'm a spiritual junkie. You mm -hmm. know, you, you tell me there's a sweat lodge, I'm there, you know? <laughs> like, there's a monastery to go to, okay, I'm gonna go to it, yeah. you know? Yeah. I'm a lover of all of it. Because I love finding the pieces and the pockets of truth in all of them. You know, they all have these opportunities to teach us what we're doing here as souls in these, like, funny little meat puppets. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah, meat puppets. Like, what's the biggest reason 
of why we're here really going through massive amounts of suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is the purpose of this suffering? You know, because life is beautiful, but then let's be honest, there's a lot of pain. Yeah. There's a lot of like, oh my gosh. That's why there's good music. <laughs> right? Exactly, right? And chocolate yeah. and sex yeah. and like <laughs> all these beautiful things. <laughs> so really, really trying to figure out, okay, what is my soul's purpose? What did it choose? Why did I choose to come into this body and have these specific experiences? What am I really trying to learn? Mm-hmm. You know, because each soul has a different set of lessons that they're learning, you know, different strengths, different weaknesses, you know, and so that's why it really is like so many different paths for so many different people because we all have so many different things that we're trying to learn here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of what got me to the point of finally, oh, okay, now I want to offer this to others, you know, and in a way that's practical and grounded mm-hmm. um, because. Obviously, everything is energy, and there's so much that we can do with energy healing, and really, bottom line, the rubber hits the road when we can be honest and clear in our communication. You know, that's the practical, tangible of any spiritual practice. It should be. Mm-hmm. You know, are you being true to yourself? Are you speaking truly? Mm-hmm. Are you speaking with clarity? You know, are you willing to say things from a place of love that might hurt, you know, but are in a right alignment that's going to serve the greater good. Mm-hmm. You know, those yeah. are like the hard things, mm-hmm. you know, that really help to propel us to become, I think, really whole, like well-rounded human beings. Yeah. So, so yeah, honestly, it's been a lot of really intense, messy, trial and error, you mm-hmm. know, gritty from the ground up, like figuring it all out, you know. Yeah. And And then being like, I really want to offer this in service to other people. And I think, too, just being highly intuitive and understanding, you know, like, say, the work that I do with kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, giving parents a different perspective on what their kids' experience is, you yeah. know. Um, and I think kids in particular, they're so tuned into this spiritual nature, um, but when they become disconnected from it at a young age, I think behavioral problems start because they don't have the tools or the understanding to know how to manage it. You know, and so really like giving like little practical tools for parents. Yeah. You know, how do you, how do you give your children the vocabulary to have feelings, to (laughs) not become attached to them, you know, to still have an imagination and a sense of play and wonder and empowerment, you know, to feel hurt, but not be sucked into like becoming a victim, you know, like, or becoming a bully, you know, like how do you navigate all that? So it's like all these different pieces that I've learned that I like incorporate with animals, with adults with kids you know and I think a big part of that too is getting into the physical body and being 100% present for what's whatever's showing up you know like this morning I had to be present with the the influx of emotion that was coursing through my body you know that is a mindfulness practice in and of itself so I think that that's kind of the journey that's gotten me here, and it's constantly evolving. I'm yeah. constantly humbled, constantly a student, yeah. you know, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, oh, wow. So, going back to, you mentioned um, the drugs and the bad marriage and the near-death experience. Um, so, that near-death experience, so can you, like, do you remember, like, that that in-between space, like, or, like, where, like, what, what was that like? I mean, do you, do you remember it clearly, or? I mean, ish. Yeah. Um, I, what I remember is, I mean, I was really, really sick. I had MRSA, and so I was already kind of, like, almost, like, in this feverish state. Yeah. And it was almost like I was suspended, you know? Um, like, I, I could see my body. Yeah. Um, and it was almost like I went up to this, like, I, I want to say council, but that sounds weird. It sounds very authoritative. And it wasn't. But <laughs> yeah. it was like, it was like I was up there meeting my equal, mm-hmm. you know, and we kind of like almost had like this life review. And it was like, hey, you know, like you, you know, you've had a really hard life up to this point. So if you choose to leave your physical body there's no judgment. And that was the biggest thing. There was no judgment. There's no judgment for the choices that I'd made. You know, there's no judgment if I chose to leave the body. Yeah. You know, it's just like this complete, like, unconditional love. Like, the thing that you hear about that maybe isn't always practiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but that really was <clears throat> what my experience was. 
and 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 it really it literally was just like being enveloped in this like feeling of warmth and and love and complete unconditional acceptance and and it was cool because i could see everything and it was it was very linear it was like looking at an accounting sheet yeah you yeah, know yeah it wasn't like oh my god you're a bad wrong human it was just like oh okay you made this choice you kind of nailed it here this one you kind of <laughs> need to work on <laughs> yeah. this one you really need to work on <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know it was just like very linear it was just yeah. like looking at something very objectively mm-hmm. um and and in that like you know when it was like the the offer um of being able to go back and be of service to humanity, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what it was. Yes, you'll know your purpose, um, but you'll be serving humanity. And, mm-hmm. and something about that just felt so tantalizing, like, oh, that's my purpose, yeah. you know? And in truth, that's everyone's purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, how we serve might look different, exactly. but we're all here to, to serve, and not just humanity, but like this, this earth, all sentient beings, you know? How are we serving and making this world better? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and oftentimes, like I said, you know, it's making yourself better first. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was, that was like the experience. And it was interesting because like when I came back into the body, I actually had more, more memories integrate mm-hmm. after I came back into the body and more experiences after being back in the body where I had a clear memory. You know, because I would like, it was like I could then go back. It was like, you know, I knew the, the road. Yeah. And so I could go back and forth more often and like ask questions. Oh, okay. That's, wow. That's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But being human, sometimes like we're like, no, I'm not going to take that road today. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. wonder why I'm suffering, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But now I know where that road is. And I think that's why the meditation practice for me is so important because it clears away the mind chatter mm-hmm. um, to get us into that place where like there's just this like peace and quiet where you can really hear clearly what your soul really wants, you yeah. know, what it's really desiring. Um, um, and I think a lot of us, through no fault of our own, uh, we just live in a busy society. But there's so much extra noise that we don't we don't hear it yeah. so often, yeah. you know, or we're scared of what it tells us. Yeah, and so we just like ignore it and shut it away and. Yeah, <laughs> I remember a few years ago, like I was with this man that I loved and my soul was like nudging me over and over and over again. Like, hey, you know, you need to keep moving on. You need to keep moving on. But like, man, I was comfy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was secure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like tried to like ignore that for so long, but my soul just kept nudging me until finally I like I knew I had to, you know, do the hard conversation that was the right conversation. A <laughs> <laughs> hard conversation just makes me jitter. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, I think those are the moments that really test our character. You yeah. know, when it's almost like it makes you a little sick to speak the truth. Yeah. But you know that on that higher level, it's doing so much more good. Yeah. So. Um, and then another thing I thought was really, really cool is, talk- I never even thought about this, but like talking about... Uh, giving parents tools or giving children the vocabulary to like talk about their emotions like mm-hmm. that's that's super interesting <laughs> i mean like i would i haven't even thought of that and I, and i think that's so cool and i and i'm and i'm jealous of kids because because um like they can just sit sit on their bed and just be with themselves and just like look at a like look at a lego for like three hours and they're just okay being by themselves and doing that i am nowhere near on that level (laughs) how do we how do we keep them so innocent and at that at that at that place well they are they're zen masters they're so present yeah right like we come in and we create stories like oh the lego is blue and it's purple and this (laughs) represents some part of my life and how i'm a failure because i can't create the lego kingdom yeah you know yeah we create all this mind chatter and they're just like sitting there full of curiosity, yeah. you know, and opportunity. And they might make something that doesn't look like the normal Lego thing, but they're so proud of it. Yeah. That, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like, I had to relearn. I had to give myself permission to be messy. Like I was watching children. I was observing children. They didn't care if what they drew didn't look like what, you know, like they just did it, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. they sing and they're totally off key, but they're so proud, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. or they dance and they look like 
crazy little gremlins, you yeah, know? But yeah. they're so filled with joy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's it. It's like getting rid of the story of what's right or, you know, proper and just being present, you mm -hmm. know, and letting yourself just express what's inside of you. Yeah. And I think... Like, as children, like, they already know how to feel feelings, but then they see adults reflecting back to them, oh, you can't be angry. Oh, you can't be sad. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, you're okay. Or, you know, whatever. Whatever it is that these stories that we tell them, because we're really uncomfortable with these raw emotions. Mm -hmm. And so, one, allowing children to have these experiences, but then teaching them not to let it overtake them. And how to let them move through quickly. Okay. So I actually, like one of the things that I love is drawing, right? You sit there and you draw and you're like, okay, what are you feeling right now? You know, like maybe it's like this mean, yucky looking person and that's like jealousy, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And it's like this little creature, yeah. you know? Like get it out of the physical body mm -hmm. and put it on paper, you know? And, um, or, or like another one that I like to do is like just a simple body scan. Where do you feel something in your body? Do you feel or sense like darkness in your tummy? You know? Yeah. And then, you know, as a parent, you might have more discernment or awareness of like, oh, do you think it's because you felt uncomfortable around so-and-so? Or did you feel like so-and-so was making fun of you? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and talking them through the process, but bringing them back into an awareness of what's going on inside of them and giving them the words to, to experience it. Yeah. And then let it go. Right? Draw it on the piece of paper, burn it, throw it away. Maybe not burn it with children. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Erase that. Fire the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but, but with older children, that's actually a really powerful process. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think as parents, we also have to hold them accountable. Like, hey, you're being a little manipulative here. Mm -hmm. You know, like, what would be a better way to go about this? Or what's the core root of why you're doing that? Do you think your needs aren't going to be met? You know? No. Um, or, hey, you're kind of like playing the victim. You can be empowered to speak up for yourself. You know? yeah. So really like giving them a mirror in a very kind and loving way to become aware of their strengths and their weaknesses and how to navigate. Because they're going to have those same core things for their entire life. As adults, if you look at our issues, we had them when we were young. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're the same things. Exactly. We yeah. just have to learn how to become more and more skillful as we get older. Mm -hmm. And so if we can bring awareness, you know, into these areas when they're young and teach them the tools of how to do it, then they're not going to act out unconsciously. Yeah. You know, because then you see adults that are like playing the victim, you know, yeah. and then being passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of like a kid who's like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm back in this pattern again. How can, I how can I empower myself by saying, here's what I want, here's what I need, mm -hmm. you know? And knowing, too, not everyone's going to be able to meet that, but at least they've spoken the truth. Yeah. You know, they have become empowered. Mm -hmm. um, and I think those are, like, some of the tools that you can give these children, you know? And, and when we can teach that emotional intelligence at a young age, it's just, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing, you yeah. know? Um, and it changes things. It changes things for us as, <laughs> you know, as, like, mentors for our nieces and nephews or as parents you know because then we can really do the process along with them because they're teaching us just as much as we're teaching them yeah you know we were stronger and farther along in certain areas and they're stronger and farther along in certain areas like being present with that lego yeah you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> i yeah i've always i've always like told my friends that i thought like education was was is like i can't say it's the number one thing but it's so important because if from a young age, you start to any kind of structure that you like um, that you give to a child just already sets them in a to, towards a certain path. Mm -hmm. whether, whether that's whether that's seen as good or bad, or maybe just um, very very narrow. Like it's it's so impactful. So I've always I've always been kind of curious about education because I think it's I think it's so important for you know obviously future, future generations. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's special to, to, to talk with them like that mm -hmm. give and give them an opportunity. I think creativity is the one that our current public system fails at that we as parents can really step in. You know, how do you creatively express? How do you be different and be okay without being obnoxious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because 
public school instructor does a really good job of teaching discipline, you know, mm-hmm. follow through, um, you know, if you don't do this, here's a consequence, you know, that kind of thing. But how do you teach them to embrace the other side of the brain, you know, yeah. to, to be free flowing and creative and expressive and emotional intelligence, you know, things like that. Um, and so I think, I, and I don't know if our public system will ever get on board with that. That would be my hope. Yeah. But but in the meantime, we as parents like that or as mentors, whatever, you know, we can really share that and teach that and empower them, mm-hmm. you know, because it gives them that, like you said, that foundation that they can just like go on, you know, because we all know someone can be great at, you know, engineering or whatever, but they have zero social skills. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah. And it's the mixture of both that really creates a well-rounded human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So I think, um, I think, uh, what I, um, I think when we talk about public schools that the reason why we don't see that kind of, um, well-rounded education is because, uh, the return on investment isn't like, isn't as quickly, it isn't, isn't, isn't seen as quickly Mm -hmm. or it's not, uh, tangible. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you can't see that, it's Mm -hmm. hard, it's tough for people that in, for certain, certain people to to kind of lean towards that direction mm-hmm. to allow that. It's not as quantifiable. Yeah. And I think the things that aren't uh, as quickly quantifiable are are harder for people to put value in. Um, mm-hmm. And and also I think that in truth, like we are finding ways to quantify it. Um, but that's really, I mean, that's the the work that I do. It's the stuff that quietly changes everything in your life. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and same with our kids. But, you know, I do. I, I'm an optimist underneath it all. Like, I do have hope that we're, like, yeah. moving in that direction because we are. I mean, you're seeing all these books about emotional intelligence, and yeah. we're catching up. No, I think so, too. <laughs> I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, even it's maybe totally unrelated, but you see, like, kombucha on tap and yolks now. Right? I mean, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If the, I don't health. know if that's a gauge, but yeah, yeah, health. Health, yeah. 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 I mean, it's another one of those things that like people poo-pooed a few years ago. Emotional, yeah. like emotional intelligence, health, like yeah. all those things. And in truth, I think to go a little bit wooey on you, like I, I really do feel like we were in a place that was very um, masculine energy, mm-hmm. and that's not. I don't say masculine as in male and female. Masculine is very goal-driven, oriented, linear, mm-hmm. and we were in that place for actually quite a few years, and we're actually coming in and incorporating this swing of feminine energy. Um, not that it's overtaking, but we're finally coming back into balance. Mm-hmm. And the feminine is more of like the whole, right? Like the Native American. How does this affect seven generations? Yeah. Um, and so, and also like the feminine of not so much like get the goal done at any cost, but like... How does this affect me? How does this affect everyone around me? You know, so mm-hmm. things like health, you yeah. know, it's not so much like just do this to get a result, but how does it make my body feel? How is it helping long term? How about emotions? How are we interconnecting? How are we like relating with each other? And, and again, it's not a male versus female thing at all, you know, and, and you do kind of see that in the media these days. And that's not it. What's happening and what's really meant to happen is that each of us as individuals becomes balanced within ourselves of our masculine and feminine energy. Yeah. Because I need to be male sometimes. Yeah. I need to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. I need to be linear. I need to be rational. I need to be goal-oriented. And then other times, I just need to be. I just need to like love and nurture and be creative and sing with no tangible outcome, you know, other than this is what nurtures my soul. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or other people around me. And so it's, it's the balance. It's the balance between, like, in all of us. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. I, I see it actually happening a lot, even if people aren't aware of it. Yeah. You know? I, know, I actually agree with that because I remember, like, for example, for me in, like, my fitness slash health journey in high school, for example, I mean, being a football player, it was more of, like, okay, you're going to hit the weights to get big and to hit other people. And, I mean, you're a guy in high school, so you got to be, you know, you got to be muscly and big and that's where I was at and that's what I was 100% um, um, focused on but like now it's or it's been it's been a slow process for sure because I'm, I'm still obviously I have I still work out because I, I care about aesthetics like mm-hmm. I, I, I do I, I want to 
I, I was given this body, so I want to work towards making it, you know, the best that I can, with, you know, in the healthy manner, you know, mm-hmm. mentally. And so, so it's been from the high school to that to now it's like, well, I also want to care about the stuff that I put in my body because when I'm a grandpa or a dad, I want to be able to run around with my kids or my grandchildren and be as mentally sharp as I can for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I, I definitely see how, how, though I'm, though I like mostly left that high school stage, there's still part of it and it, and it meets with my goal of, of the other side of, of mm-hmm. connecting with people and, and yep. how that plays a part. So I, I definitely, I definitely agree it's with that. Cool, huh? Yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so switching gears and, and, um, uh, I want to talk about uh, today's today's romance, modern romance, because you see Netflix shows um, uh, like Master None and this show called Love that I really like. You should watch it. Hmm. Uh, but it's uh, there's all these shows about what it's like today to be like in the dating world and and maybe not even dating because because you know because like even saying that could you know like what is okay what is dating you know. Um, so I I think like the best way to categorize it is modern romance because romance you know evolves and there's different ways of going about it from ten years you know from now uh, fifty years ago and so uh, how would you how would you categorize modern romance and and why is it so scary? Mm. <laughs> well, I don't know because I am very good at categorizing modern <laughs> romance because honestly I feel like I've always been in like an eighty year old in yeah. like a younger person's body and so. I never bought into, like, the games. Okay. You know? Like, yeah. it always confused me. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly, yeah. <laughs> or, like, you know, first date, you're not supposed to, like, you know, if you really like them, don't talk to them. Like, whatever, all that stuff. I'm just yeah. like, that makes no sense. I like them. I'm going to say hi. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but I think why is any romance so scary? It's a vulnerability. Yeah. You know, it's a fear of, of opening yourself up and getting hurt or getting rejected, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so it's almost like we've made it into another form of performance, yeah. you know. Like, how can I put on this, like, outfit and this performance and make myself look the best that I can to a pr- prospective partner and, and date? And obviously there's biology in that, right? You know, mm-hmm. and also, where are we disconnecting from our authenticity? Mm-hmm. Um, I think any connection is about authenticity. And, and I don't care if it's like, you know, back in the day when you're asking someone out face-to-face. Or it's through Tinder, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where really, which in, in truth, it's like a little bit of a meat market, right? It's yeah. like, yes, yes, no, no, no. Yeah. Let me look at those hind quarters. Are they big enough? Like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like it, it gets a little interesting because we've objectified. Mm-hmm. Instead of, and we do it with an orientation of like, what's the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just going in authentically and being like, how can I connect with this person without story? You know, I think we we come into it with so much story, and I've done it in the past too, and this is, again, like how I've learned. It's like, do I have a story? Am I going in because I'm trying to find Mr. Right? Am I going in because I'm looking for a hookup? You yeah. know, how am I using people mm-hmm. to feel places inside of myself? Most people aren't even aware that that's what they're doing, and then you create this dynamic where you're just in a cycle where you're just using people to fill things inside of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and I think... Instead, it should be, and, and I say should, who, you know, who am I to say, but what feels in alignment for me is how can you just go out and spend time with people and get to know them and love them for who they are without an expectation of it needs to now become this or this is what I want from you, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I think um, <laughs> I've noticed for myself, I like... I will spend more time with people and looking back, I'm like, oh, maybe they thought that was a date, <laughs> you know, like yeah. where I'm just like, wow, I just genuinely want to go out and spend time with this person, Yeah. you know, and, and I think vulnerability, like speaking your truth up front, hey, here are my boundaries, here's what I'm looking for, here's what I'm not looking for, but let's kick it, you know, and just enjoy, enjoy each other's company. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing too is, bec- is 
we the older you get, the more hurt and suffering you're going to experience. It's just life. Yeah. You know, it's just the fact of life. So how do you not let that shut you down? You know, mm-hmm. keep you closed off, you know, allow you to become bitter and jaded. How can you still keep your heart open to being willing to put yourself out there over and over again? It's actually interesting because a theme that's been coming up for me, <clears throat> you know, I just found myself in this relationship again and the story came up in my mind, you know, and whether it's my story or society's story, what if it ends? Then I'll just have another failure on my belt. And yeah. then I just like had to stop myself. You know, and I was like, failure, like, yeah. is our idea of love rooted in the idea that it has to be forever? Love is a, is a success if it changes you and helps you to become a better person, you know? And sometimes it might be a love that burned you deeply, but you become a better person because you realize, here's my boundary, here's what I'll put up with, and here's what I won't. Yeah. You know, so even that love that can be really traumatic or hurtful can help you to become a better per- person and that becomes a success, you know. And so even in casual dating, use it to get to know yourself, get yeah. to know other people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's be honest. Sometimes we need to just have physical gratification. Mm-hmm. And so to be honest about that, here's what I'm okay with, you yeah. know, being transparent authentic honest like i think that transcends all levels all generations you know modern romance or old-fashioned romance yeah you know be honest be transparent and and be in tune with yourself and what's okay with you and what's not you know i i know before i started started dating this one partner i was i was seeing this man and, and he's you know great person you know and and all of a sudden i just i became aware that there were pieces that didn't feel in alignment for me. It just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad, right? And then we have a tendency, if something's bad, we want to, like, make it bad or, like, blow it up or blame it on the other person, you know, or create drama because then we don't actually have to have an honest conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, I was just like, hey, I love you. These things don't actually fit with what I want and need. Mm-hmm. Like, thank you. Like, hopefully we can be friends someday. Yeah. You know, like... Be a mature adult. Own your peace and own what's okay for you and what's not, Mm -hmm. you know, and how they react is none of your business. Yeah. You know, that's their process. Yeah. And not always easy, but, but I think that in any situation when you're choosing to be vulnerable and honest, you also have to remember what's right and true for you. Mm -hmm. And so get quiet enough to listen. Well, what's my heart really saying here? Yeah. (laughs) You know? (laughs) it's a yeah it's tough i don't know so so if you met someone and you so okay so if you met someone at uh at a concert or whatever or just through mutual friends and you like this person um so you yeah so what's your process so what what's your What's your process? Do you just let it happen? Or do you, what do you, I how, mean, do, you, how little, do you navigate it? I'm a little ballsy. Well, okay, okay. no, I take that back. I'm either ballsy or like a total wuss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too. Right? <laughs> yeah, me too. Mostly ballsy though, I think. Right? And so I'll just go up to me and be like, hey, you seem super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to go hang out sometime? You yeah. know, just like simple like that, yeah. right? Yeah. And then... Just for me, because, like, I've always been, like I said, like an 80-year-old person, I'll usually set it up where I'll hang out with them during the day, you yeah. know? Just okay. Because then you actually get to know them mm-hmm. without all these external influences. Yeah. You know, if you're going out drinking, you know alcohol's going to mess with you. You're not really going to get to know the person. Yeah. You know, you're going to get to know the person on alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then in those situations, there's usually all this, like, external pressure of what's going to happen and how it's going to happen, you exactly. know? And, <laughs> exactly. And so it, like, yeah. creates all this other story that, right. like, it's just like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, like, I'll, I'll, like, I'll usually ask, like, if I can, you know, like, hey, let's go and go on a hike, you know? Mm-hmm. Something fun, simple, lighthearted. Um, and, and then, of course, there's the other times when, like, you... It's almost like you notice, like, the games that are playing, right? Like, yeah. you see each other across the room, but nobody's going to make the move and talk to you. Oh, and then you, yeah. like, go home and you're like, oh, my God, I blew it, you know? Yeah. And like, <sighs> But then again, just be aware of the stories, you yeah. know? And know that you can make the choice of either coming up to them and, like, saying something, 
like, hey, I am interested, or like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. You know, like, because, you know, I've noticed when other people are playing games with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, if you're seeing someone else, just tell me. It's yeah. chill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but just be honest. Yeah. But I think just, again, just being grounded and disconnecting from the games and the stories that everybody has told us we're supposed to play mm-hmm. and just being real, yeah. you know? And being, I mean, I love my best friend Alex. He'll tell me about his adventures in dating, you know? And he's just, he's just honest. Yeah. He's like, hey, I think you're chill. Let's go hang out, you know? Like, yeah. Or like, hey, this isn't working out, you know? Like, just upfront, clear, honest, yeah. you know? No games. Yeah. No, I, I, and I, and I, I stay away from games, not because I feel like it's the right thing to do, which I, which I do, but I, I just suck at playing games. Right? So I'm better. <laughs> Because, like, I'll be, like, it's funny. Me and my roommate will have conversations, like, maybe I'll like someone, and, like, they'll be going on, like, say, her and her friends are going on a trip to anywhere. Maybe they're having a fun trip to Florida or something. And, and like, we just met maybe that, that week prior. I'm, like, oh, you know, should I, like, text her, like, when she's with her friends in Florida? She's going to be having a good time. Why would she want to, like, get, like, this, like, I should just let her enjoy herself. And, like... Whether there's a right answer to that or not, the point is, is like, I feel like that's a game right there. Is like mm-hmm. me trying to find like the perfect time to text her, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just being like, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know what? You're on my mind right now, and I think you're super cool. I just hope you're enjoying yourself." Like, I, I that's way easier right? for me. Right, and as a girl, that would feel awesome. Yeah, you I, know, it's just yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't like the games, but I mean, that's I feel like for some people, you gotta play the game to get with them, and maybe and. I'm not. I don't want to categorize those people because that's just how they feel. I mm-hmm. mean, but at the same time, it's like it's tough. Out, it's tough out there. It it's is. like a war zone. It totally, <laughs> totally, it totally is, and that's. I think it's kind of the blessing because then you can become a little more comfortable with just being by yourself. Yeah. You know, which is so good because then you don't have a need for that, and then you really only call in because really everything that we're feeling and experiencing internally can be expressed externally by the people we attract, you know? And so if you're okay with being by yourself, then you're going to attract other people that are super chill in that way too. Yeah. You know, and then are playing games. And like, in response to like your text, you know, like, do I text her? Do I not? Like, do I, you know, because your mind gets in the way. What's your motivation? You know? Yeah. Is it coming from a place of fear and insecurity? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Or or is it, you know, and it might initially, but then you can come in, you know, and you can do your internal check and then you might even be able to shift it where you're like, no, I authentically just want to say like, I think you're freaking cool. I hope you're having a good time. Yeah. You know, and then that energy doesn't come through the text of like, (laughs) because even though people aren't aware of it, we're hyper, hyper sensitive and in tune to other people's energies, you know? And so... When you can come from a place of groundedness and confidence and clarity, you know, and it might take a second, you know, it might, like I said, come originally from that place of, I don't know, you know, or, you know, you might be able to then go internally, shift it and be like, yeah, like you're chill. I think you're chill. Thank you. Cool. Have fun. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Yeah. And I think too, like the beautiful thing that I actually got to witness, um, with my, my, my partner right now is he would actually be totally upfront and honest. He'd be like, hey, I'm feeling kind of like insecure and vulnerable right now. I'm not sure if you want me to message you or not, or you want me to like, like leave you alone, you know? And I actually loved that because it brought light to like my unconscious patterns. I was like, oh no, I was totally energetically blocking you because I was feeling insecure and scared, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. okay, got it. Like, okay. And, and I think that kind of like vulnerability and open communication with two people that do have those skills, mm-hmm. like creates this potential for like so much beauty. Cause then you're not, you don't have to play games and you don't have to pretend that you're always this like bastion of strength and like super chill and cool, you yeah. know, cause we're humans, yeah. you know, like, Hey, when you did that, like, oh man, it made me feel uncomfortable and maybe it's just my old stuff, you know, but yeah. it like opens this opportunity to communicate. Yeah. And, and that's it. Everything. Communication. Yeah. You know, um, as far <laughs> but I, yeah, modern dating, like I, I do, I suck. It's a big thing. Yeah. I do. I do. But I just try and be as open and honest and authentic 
and clear as possible and bring all of my insecurities and all my baggage along with me for the ride. Yeah. You know, I, I don't try and hide it. Um, obviously, I don't let it like leak out and vomit out, you know, like honestly, just like unsuspecting person I've met two <laughs> yeah. hours ago. Yeah, yeah. I've done that. It doesn't, it's not pretty. Does it work? <laughs> <laughs> but to be able to hold my own shit and not try and shove it in a closet and pretend it's not there, but be like, yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a little wounded, you know, mm-hmm. in certain areas, but like, I'd really love to be present with you here, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's I don't know if that answered any of those questions. No, that's, it does. It does. Because I don't know what I was trying to get with categorizing it because you really can't. But I think that's... I think, yeah, that definitely answers my question because there's this... There's this... I don't know. In modern romance, there's a lot of overthinking. Mm-hmm. If you care or if you don't care, then you're just trying to... Mm-hmm. Play the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as best as get you know how to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and I think, too, I think the willingness to love over and over again. You know, I think the people that are playing the games are the ones that have shut their heart in a box. You know, and they're so terrified to even bring that into the field. And and we feel that, you know, and it almost, like, causes us to disconnect from our own heart. Um, and I think, in truth, like... If you are really authentically looking to love, you have to be willing to bring your heart to the table again. And, and remember that nothing is a failure. Everything is an opportunity for growth and learning. And it doesn't mean that the hurts and the pains might not still be there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've often found that even though I think I've healed from a past relationship, the real healing doesn't really happen until I'm back in a relationship again. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. these old wounds and triggers come up, you know, and, and I have to kind of reheal and reprocess. And so learning that nothing's ever linear either. And sometimes it, it is like receiving love again that really helps you to heal on a deeper level and get clarity on the past relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's really normal that we, we try not to talk about, yeah. you know. But, I mean, of course there's going to be these moments of, like, compare, contrast, you know, yeah. and, and reflection, and, and that's normal. That's normal. And hopefully, you know, you have someone that you can talk about some of that stuff with, again, without just, like, verbally dumping or vomiting, you know. But I really do think it comes down to being willing to keep your heart open, mm-hmm. you know. Having wisdom, discernment, and boundaries but are you willing to allow yourself to keep an open heart in a world that just is just testing you daily to keep it shut down? Yeah. You know, and that's what authentic connection is. And, and that's when you have moments where you might just have one date with someone, but it's magical. Yeah. Because you're authentically connecting, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe that person is totally shut down, but you're there and you're present. And that might change them. That might, you know, maybe you don't choose to date anymore. But maybe they see something in you that, like, gets them thinking. Like, yeah. oh, hey, there's a different way. Yeah, you that's know? cool. So, who knows, right? Yeah, and I think that was kind of interesting that you said. So, you think the... You think, so... I think, I feel like the the standard understanding of healing from a past relationship is, like, you're in this relationship, whatever, it, it wasn't, it didn't go right, and then, like... Okay, so now you're single, and this is your time to heal, and then you gotta heal. You gotta make sure you heal before you go into the next relationship. Right. And, you know, that's I feel like that's like the the stand. I mean, that's like what everyone thinks, right? right. It's like, and right. so so you think that you do you think that most or some of the healing happens through that next relationship? I think it's both and, right? Because if you look at the process, you just 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 described it's very masculine right it's very linear oh yeah okay boom 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 Mm -hmm. you know and then you look at the feminine perspective where we are holistic beings you know those memories are in our cell are in you know in our cells you know it's like saying oh i've healed all my trauma from my childhood like (laughs) uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah yeah yeah. right yeah (laughs) you know it's always kind of there and and I think it's only natural that when we become intimate with another person again, mm-hmm. that those old feelings, like, get stirred up to the surface, you know? 
because things, they, they aren't linear. Like on one level of truth, they are. And on another level of truth, energy is constantly just moving and cycling. You know, like the infinity symbol, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I actually find it interesting because I've like noticed patterns. And I'll notice, you know, patterns of certain men that I'll attract. You know, my ex-husband was very similar to my most recent ex, but he was like a higher version of him. And so it was almost like I was learning similar lessons that I maybe didn't totally get with my ex-husband with the sex partner. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah. And then, like, this guy in between is now very similar to, like, the guy that I'm dating now. Mm -hmm. So it's like I'm, like, learning and experiencing and integrating all of those because all of them are just these souls that we've called in to help us learn and grow. And so it makes sense that we would kind of almost continually attract similar patterns to really see, like, did we learn it? Did we get it? You know? And so I think it's actually important that you reflect upon that with your new partner, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Here's an old pattern that's coming up again in the past. This is how I dealt with it. Didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Yeah, Scratch that. (laughs) How do I do this better this time? And then as you have that reflection, you might have a sense of grief and mourning of how you really like let down this past person because, but I mean, you can't shame yourself. You knew what you knew at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's natural to have like feelings of of grief, you know, like, oh man, I see it now. Like, wow. Okay. Got it. You know? And so it's like really this like constant motion, this constant process you know, as our souls are learning and evolving. Because that's really, like, that's all dating is anyways, right? But it's beautiful because it's this really intense pressure cooker. It's this opportunity for us to really look at those deep, dark places that are really easy to hide in Mm -hmm. shallow interactions with people. Yeah. You know, I think that's why monogamous relationships are so hard, um, but so rewarding. Mm -hmm. Because they really help you... If you're in a safe one, take the time to unpack your crap, you know, and and hopefully deal with it in a way that's productive, you know, and empowering for both of you. Um, And and talk about it honestly with the other person. And and you might be in this relationship and, like I said, see the crap that, like, oh, yeah, this has been there every relationship, huh? (laughs) Like, I've changed partners, but that's still, oh, that's me. Oh, got it. Yeah. How do I, again, how do I deal with it differently this time? You know, and and I think, too, being willing to be honest um, about the process, and maybe not always with the other person, but at least with yourself. You know, going home and having moments of grieving. You know, like, where you're just, maybe you're just crying or experiencing sadness and loss, you know, about what what was. You know, that's normal. We've forgotten how to grieve. And, and thought it's like some like simple process that you get over in a set amount of time. No. <laughs> no. You know? Like there's one of my ex-partners. Um, I, you know, I still love him. Mm-hmm. And I still get to learn and reflect on the areas that he showed me that I need to work on. Um, and, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful that I get to really keep that instead of just like cutting him off. You know, because if you just cut them off, you forget all the lessons they brought to the table. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. It's beautiful, I think. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Modern romance. Wow, that's like a... <laughs> that's like... A, that's going to be... That's going to be like a mini-series. Right? Jeez. Right? I mean, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Rapid soul growth right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well... I did want to get a few more things uh, from you before you go. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, what um, what tips do you have for people to to live a more mindful, empowering, empowering life? Like, if if someone's listening and and they're like, "Hey, I want you know, I want to make a change mm-hmm. to move forward." You know, mm-hmm. is it? You know, is it drinking more tea, eating more dark chocolate, learning Spanish? You know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, what's what's like that first like like that first step? You know, uh, that you found empowering. Maybe it's a baby step. Mm-hmm. I think it's learning, learning how to befriend your shadow. Learn yourself inside and out. 
Learn your strengths, learn your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Um, That is the most empowering thing in the world, and I think it's the thing that people are most terrified of because they think if they befriend their shadow, it's going to overtake them, you know, and then those negative aspects are going to control their life. But the thing of it is when you stop trying to reject it or run away from it or hide from it, it loses its power. I know when my shadow aspects come to the table. Um, For me, that looks like victimhood. It looks like uh, being selfish, um, depression, anxiety, um, massive fear and wanting to run away. Mm. Those are pieces that I have come into this this planet with. And instead of like making it this big scariest thing, now it can pop up in my everyday reality and I can just observe it, right? Um, So that's like, that's that mindfulness tool. Become the observer, become the witness. And when you can't, when you're so consumed by story, have people around you that can like reflect it back to you. Okay, Leah, you're creating story again. You're in fear, you know, you're, you're telling like all these like, you know, projections of what could be. How are you right now in this moment? You know, are you okay in this moment? Oh yeah, duh. So, so finding out for yourself your strengths and your weakness, like just massive self-inquiry. Mm-hmm. And then having people around you that can really be honest mirrors for you to also hold you accountable. Yeah. Um, and then I think mindfulness then stems from that. Being present in every moment, you know, and recognizing when you're not being present. And calling in the resources and the help to help get you back to that place. Mm-hmm. Friends, yoga, nature, whatever your process is. Maybe it's cooking good food, you know. Maybe it's like going and doing CrossFit, you know. Like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is that's going to help you bring back, bring yourself back to the present moment. Clear your mind and clear these projections and these stories. You know, then you can really look at, oh, okay, here's the Bailey that, you know, like suggest get angry or shut down, Mm -hmm. or compartmentalize, whatever it is, you know, then you can just kind of watch it, if it's not wrong, bad, it just is, then you can know how to process it, like a child, right, a child that just needs attention, (laughs) okay, okay, victim Leah, I love you, yes, yes, we'll be okay, (laughs) I love that, I love that from children, actually, it's like, you know, the classic, like, you make something to eat, or you have a candy bar, and they're just like, Okay. <laughs> I was like, mm, that looks good right now. Yeah. <laughs> and moving on to the next moment, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's another big piece. Like, be quick to let stuff go. Yeah. Be quick to move on to the next moment. Ooh, that's tough one. And be fully <laughs> present. Yeah. And learn the tools that you need. I have learned to laugh. Like, I, I can be in the biggest, like poop storm and <laughs> someone will make me laugh and I'm like okay yeah. here we go you know or I'll dance or yeah. I'll like sing a song you know or I'll just be with my dog you know yeah but learning how to let go and shift quickly to the next moment Ooh, that's a tough one that's a tough one <laughs> that's a tough one for me personally mm-hmm. I just because I I get it I get attached to something very quickly so that is that's tough that's, that's a tougher thing for me personally mm-hmm. but yeah I definitely see how understanding yourself and be beneficial, even if you don't, even if you don't, oh, yeah, it's tough, because sometimes you're like, oh, I know myself, but I still want to do whatever right? I want to do. And that's okay, too, but I yeah. think even knowing, like, oh, okay, here's the Bailey that wants to hold on to it, you know, like, then you can just, like, you can kind of laugh at it a little bit, and be like, okay, hold on to it as long as you need to, Yeah. I'll be here when you're ready to come back. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's good. Um... So, so, so you, so you got, you just came back from Nepal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that like? Um, so Nepal was actually very challenging for me. Okay. Um, and it was good because it was a bunch of learning curves in really powerful ways, but it was very chaotic. Um, and so I had to learn how to flow with the chaos. Okay. Um, and it was very physically challenging. Okay. And so (laughs) I got to really, um, really practice all the tools that in in full honesty, it's pretty easy, not easy, but easier to be in the States, uh, Mm -hmm. to practice some of these tools, right? Okay. What do you do when things get hard, you know? And so honestly being over there really tested me like, okay, 
when I'm like really up against the wall, when I'm sick, when I'm tired, when I'm frustrated, you know, how do I handle myself now? You know, and, and it was beautiful and it was gorgeous. And it also like really allowed me to put into practice like some of these things that I've been learning, which honestly I love. I, I think I'm like an adrenaline junkie in that way because it's like I want to be tested. Yeah. And, and it was, it was amazing. I, I think as challenging it was, like, I feel like I passed, you know? Yeah, I, 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 I got a gold star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And we'll probably be going back, you know, like, yeah. and, and having some, some cool experiences. But I think any travel, for me, it's an opportunity to, can I keep my heart open? Can I connect? Can I stay present with myself? Can I, can I apply these tools, you know, mm-hmm. that I've learned for myself? You know, I think it's a it's a bigger pool and opportunity when you do travel in the right way to really expand yourself as a human. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a tendency to push myself outside of my comfort zone. I'm rarely on a beach in the Caribbean sipping yeah. my ties. Not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. Yeah, like, yeah. I would get bored in two seconds, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I like being pushed out of my comfort zone so I can really see, you know, like, Okay, how am I doing? <laughs> okay. So is that your goal when you're traveling, kind of? Or? Um, not intentionally. My goal is to learn and grow. Okay. That's my baseline. And sometimes learning and growing can be very graceful and beautiful and peaceful. Yeah. And sometimes it's messy and dirty and it's rough. Mm-hmm. But my intention to, is to learn, grow, serve, connect. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to connect with the people. You know, I don't want it to just be a taxi cab driver. I want to know their name. You yeah. know, um, I want to be able to serve in some way, even if it's a smile. You know, I also want to receive, you know, whatever love, wisdom, teachings the people that I meet along the way are going to give me. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I do want to like learn and grow in whatever way it presents itself. You yeah. know, so I think those are my intentions with any travel. Like, how can I like learn more about myself as a human being and become better as a human? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, from what I like got from what you said, it's like it's like almost like you've been, like uh, I always go back to like physical things. But so mm-hmm. like it's like uh, you know you do all this training and then you have your training test, right? Or like mm-hmm. your big meet or something. Or it's yeah. just you've been studying, right? And you feel feel super confident and you do your, and you take the test and you did well. But um, but like that translates to like like, okay, you did all these things in the U.S. with, like, all these things you're super, super comfortable with, your family over here. Mm-hmm. Um, Yoga every day yeah, here. Yeah, my yeah, yeah. Right? And you know, you know, like, you know, you feel how, you you feel a certain way about where your progress is, and at the same token, you you know all these places that you can kind of lean on, but then you put yourself in a, in a whole entire different place, then it's like, okay, let's, re- let's, let's test this. And I feel like that's where that growth comes from. Yeah, yep. So that 100%. makes some sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm a glutton for punishment that way. <laughs> How can I grow? <laughs> and then, uh, so where are you going next? So I am actually leaving for Peru in um, about a week, a week and a half. Um, I know, and it's for a month this time. Ooh. And I'm living off the land. Doing nice. permaculture. Awesome. So I am like, I'm like every time before a trip, I get super scared. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I don't know what it's gonna be. You yeah. Know? And um, it is gonna be another one of those things that's going to test me. Yeah. Um, but I know it's going to make me into like the next better version of myself. You yeah. know. Yeah. To know that I I can handle a situation. I can be strong and capable. You know, like it's 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 fun. Yeah. But yeah, the first like. The day or two before I take any flight, I'm like, oh my god, I can't do it. What's happening? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I feel that. Um, all right. Well, before we uh, wrap up, what's uh, what is there anything you want to plug yourself about? What you're what you're doing? What's upcoming? How can people you know get in contact with you? Or, yeah. You know, I know you sell. Uh, the the unicorn fuel, which I'm a big fan of, so I know people need to hear about that. Um, but yeah, just go ahead and um, share share whatever you'd like. All right, plug time. Um, so yeah, the unicorn fuel, raw vegan chocolate, uh, and it is it's amazing. Um, and 
So all, really, you can contact me through my website, www.leahdeetson.com, and I'm sure there'll be like a link or something that you can put up. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think the biggest thing that I'm working on now is people that have created events or retreats or workshops that want to bring me in, mm-hmm. um, teaching yoga, teaching like spiritual courses. Um, I'm also available for, for mentorship, you know, just how to become a better human, how to work with your animals, um, animal communication sessions, um, how to work with your animal in, yeah. a, in a way that's more holistic and grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, so training. Um, yeah, I do all the stuffs. Yeah. You know, and, but I think the biggest thing that I've really been creating aside from my, my private work and my private business is having people that have built foundations like calling me in to, to do different pieces. Um, so, wow. so yeah, that's, that's the, the fun part that I've been manifesting lately. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And that made me think like you could, I, I don't know how, how this will work out, but I feel like you could be, you could be, uh, very beneficial to like, to like say like Amazon in Seattle. Mm. Like how did, like maybe like, maybe cause I feel like Jeff Bezos, the, He's he's the he's like the, he's the richest guy in the world. I feel like he'd be he's so interested in like being efficient mm-hmm. that I feel like you know like uh, you know have you there and like maybe maybe there's a way that the the, the higher administration could connect with his employees to like right. to like move. I don't I don't know. Maybe just I don't know. For some reason, it just made me think of that. Like there's so many there's so many different ways that that businesses could be helped. I mean like even like the coach for the Seahawks went in and talked to like Apple or like some like car company just to like understand how he communicates with mm-hmm. his people i don't know i just mm-hmm. i need an agent i think <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know i just i don't know maybe think of that it's like there's so many different ways that uh that you can help people so mm-hmm. thank you b yeah well thank you for uh being on the podcast i'll put a link up so you guys can all um get in contact with her if you like and thanks for listening um, I don't know when the next podcast will be out, but I'm sure it'll be great. So please keep listening. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Why, uh, listen with your girlfriend or your dog. And uh, stay cute. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>